Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan. Yeah, and I'm excited for everyone who decided to have a Bible study with me today. First slide, here you go. Uh, this is 1 Kings 20, 13 and 14. If you read the beginning of the chapter, it's talking about how there's a king that has, you know, a bunch of other kings, they all gang up and they try and attack uh, Ahab, the king of Israel. You try and take all this stuff, and finally the king says, no, we're going to fight. And uh, now Paul the prophet approached Ahab, king of Israel, and said, Thus says the Lord, have you seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver them into your hand today, and you, will soon, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Ahab said, by whom? Who, how, how are we going to There's like 32 other kings. There's 32 armies against one army. By whom? So he said, thus says the Lord, by the young men of the rulers of the provinces. Then he said, who shall begin the battle? And he answered, you. I think it's so interesting that a prophet felt it necessary to come and say, hey, king, we're going to go fight this battle. We're, we've already won. God's already said, we're going to win this. And you know what? You're going to send your young men, your inexperienced men, the men that need to go out. They have the most energy. They have the most to give. The young men are going to go and attack first. You're not going to wait. You're not going to sit back and wait for God to do it. You're going to go do it. Next. Next. Then he mustered the young men of the rulers of the provinces, and there were 232. And after them, they mustered all the people, even all the sons of Israel, 7,000. They went out at noon while Benadad was drinking himself drunk in the temporary shelters with the 32 kings who helped him. Don't drink, guys. Yeah, don't don't drink. Because <laughs> somebody's going to sneak up on you <laughs> with 232 men. <laughs> but always be in the and think about that, though. So 7,232 men against 32 armies. You know, it doesn't say how many thousands of men were in each one of these armies. It's intimidating odds. It's amazing what you can do. When you already know, before you march into that battle, somebody already told you, you're going to win. That's good. Next slide. The young men of the rulers of the provinces went out first, and Benadad sent out, and they told him, saying, Men have come out from Samaria. And he said, If they have come out for peace, take them alive. Or if they come out for war, take them alive. So that was the other king saying, Well, take them alive. Let's see, see what they're actually trying to do. There's not that many of them. Don't worry about it. Take them alive. Or, uh, so these went out from the city, and the young men of the rulers of provinces and the army which followed them. Next slide, Brian. They killed each his man. And the Armenians, Armenians fled, and Israel pursued them, and Benedict, king of Aram, escaped on a horse with horsemen. The king of Israel went out and struck the horses and chariots and killed the Arameans. It's different every time I pronounce it. It's not just Pastor Dan. <laughs> with a great slaughter. If they'd have been fed Lumpkin, you'd got it right. You know what? He would. <laughs> uh, so it, it's just this whole story, uh, as I've been reading this and meditating on it, it's 
that other king was such a fool. And it's so amazing. If you look at it, it's exactly how the devil treats us sometimes. He just sits back. Hey, we'll wait. He's going to mess up. When he does, we'll get him. But if we have the right mindset, if we, if we think about the fact that we've already been told, we've been promised that every victory has already been won for us. You go into that with the mindset of winning. So, the young must fight. The young men, the young women. Right. This generation coming up. So we go on, and I got to reading more, and I know how can you think about this and not think about King David? Right. You know, uh, so First Samuel 16, 17, and 18. So Saul said to his servants, Provide for me one who can play well, and bring him to me. One of the young men answered, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem, Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, a man of God's of good presence, and the Lord is with him. David, in this passage, David was still young. I wouldn't know exactly, probably what, 12? I'd say, yeah. Yeah, 11, 12 years old. He was a young man. And he was already known for being a good man of God. Right. For sitting out. And why, guys, I was thinking, why, why would he be that way? Why would instantly one of Saul's advisors think, hey, that guy is really good at singing and playing? <clears throat> He'd sit out and watch his sheep and tend his sheep and write songs, read psalms, write songs of praise and worship right. to God. Right. It's literally all he did all day long. He had that mindset of victory. That's good. Back that up a little bit. It was First uh, Samuel 17, 14 and 15. David was the youngest. This was uh, right before David went out and killed Goliath. He's, uh, his brothers are all out in Saul's camp, and David shows up. David was the youngest of the three, all this followed Saul. But David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethel. Next slide. Your servant, uh, and so, I guess I did skip around there. That's what happens when you write your slides in this late. Oh. So David shows up to this camp, and Goliath is taunting them. He has everyone scared in their boots, literally running back to their tents in fear because they didn't have the mindset of God's victory. They didn't have the thought process of, this guy is just an uncircumcised fool, literally what David calls him. So David... Goes around, runs his mouth, his brothers get mad at him, and then he ends up in front of King Saul again. And Saul says, no, you can't go fight him, you're too young. David says in verse 36, your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. That mindset is so amazing to me. It was, it doesn't matter that he is the tallest thing that I've ever seen. 
it doesn't matter that his sword is probably twice the size of me. Right. He talked trash about, my, about the God. I'm not going to let that stand. Right. And, oh, by the way, I've already beat a lion. I've already beat the bear. I sit around playing my harp, singing songs, trying to be happy. Right. They couldn't steal my joy. Right. Nothing else is going to. That's good. We keep going. We're kind of bouncing around in David's life. And we move all the way to 2 Samuel 6, 14 and 15. David danced before the Lord with all his might. David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting with the sound of the horn. Praise. I love what Sister Candace said about worship. Our daily task. Everything we do, we commit it to the Lord. It's, it's worship. There's something to be said when you're going into a fight about praise. About going in and not just worship. Worshiping is our daily, but praise is that extra that dance that you give, that shout that you scream, that signifies, I'm happy, I know I've already won. What happens when you win a basketball game? Right, right. Yeah, right. you know, right. <laughs> right. Well, you, know you, you run around the court, you go crazy, you're happy, right? Right. You praise. That extra. That extra for the victory. And that, you know, that's really what's been on my, my thought process, my heart today. Hopefully I'm doing okay sharing it. Absolutely. Uh, Psalms 20, 5 and 6. Now, wrap it up for you guys. Yeah, since I already put the kibosh on it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the equivalent of the red hook. Uh, you guys aren't old enough for those old cartoons, the, the hook. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, we will sing for joy over your victory. And in the name of our God, we will set up your banners, our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him for his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. There's always, God is always going to be the victory. God is always right. going to see us through. Right. As long as we can trust Him. Amen. So I want you guys to remember that tonight. When it comes time, when it comes, you know, this coming Sunday, we're all listening to the major worship service. So I want you to think about this. I want you to think, you know what? I can praise. I can give that little bit extra. What have you got to lose for? God deserves it. And your life will be better for it. Amen.